Sing, O barren, you who have not borne. Break forth into singing, and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Isaiah 54, verse 1. Infertility. It is a devastating burden for some. Fortunately, I have never had to deal with this personally, but of course we all know many who have. My mother and father were some of the many. They were trying to have children back in the 1940s, a time when fertility tests were not even heard of. They just weren't able to have children. I remember my mom telling me they thought it was me, but they never knew for sure the reason why. She must have been devastated, although she never talked about it much. I guess somehow she learned to trust in the Lord and accept this fate. My dad also mentioned to me that he expected to have a house full of children. Dad also was perplexed by the fact that he and Mom were established well-to-do farmers in the area, yet childless, while people as poor as church mice were able to have many children. Who understands the ways of God? His ways are higher and his thoughts are higher. See Isaiah 55, 8-9. If my parents had been able to have children, I do not know if I would have gotten to meet the most wonderful set of parents anyone could ever have. Almost 20 years after they married, they adopted my brother and me. We were not biologically brother and sister. They adopted my brother at about two years of age, and I came along about three years later. I was three days old when they went down to St. Petersburg, Florida to pick up their little bundle of joy. God is so sovereign, at work at all times, especially when we need Him most. My mom and dad always told me that I was special because of being adopted, that I was chosen, and they made me feel that way. I found out many years later that I was a product of an unmarried couple. I was conceived in Germany, born in Florida, and raised in northern Illinois. The amazing part is that these plans were put in motion when my father and mother weren't able to conceive, and then Father God himself placed cousins of my mom and dad in the St. Petersburg area. Jim was a cousin of my dad, and his wife Beverly was having a baby at the same time that my biological mother was, and they both happened to be going to the same doctor. Bev was quite a woman, someone I always admired. She ran her own realty company in St. Pete, and her husband Jim managed the local municipal airport. The doctor happened to mention to Bev, You know of a couple looking for a child? I have an unwed mother who is coming in here who needs to give her baby up for adoption. In the 60s, that's what happened if you were unmarried and having a baby. You gave the child up for adoption. Bev replied, I have just the couple who needs a child. That set in motion the adoption process for me and my parents to meet. I have always been thankful to Bev and Jim for that. Perhaps you are the one who has wrestled with the pain of infertility. Who knows what plans the Lord has in store for you and a child somewhere who needs a home. Remember Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. Adoption I know of a very committed couple who have had the same devastating news regarding not being able to have a child. Wouldn't you know, at the time of this writing, and the soon-to-be father has just hit 40, the good Lord has put into motion an adoption for their new son, Caleb, who is 10 years old. What an amazing God story. This couple even named their children before they were married, Caleb if it's a boy and Abigail if it's a girl. So when the adoption agency called with the news of a son to adopt, this couple was elated to discover that the boy's name was Caleb. They haven't renamed him. That already was his name. Wow. Of course, not everyone's experience ends so joyfully. One of my best friends conceived twice and both times birthed a beautiful baby boy. 
They were born less than two years apart. Both died almost at birth. They lived on life support till the doctors could figure out what was wrong. In layman's terms, it was some type of misconnection between the muscles and the nerves. They had to pull the life support, as the boys would have always had to be on it. And of course, they would have not made it much longer since these sons had no movement. These were beautifully formed, healthy-looking baby boys, but internally they could not survive. I remember telling my friend as I visited her in a faraway children's hospital, this is every parent's worst nightmare. Yet this couple courageously picked themselves up and adopted two foster boys, brothers out of an abusive home. The road hasn't been easy for any of them. The oldest boy has landed in prison. It seems he isn't breaking out of the inner prison.